with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 172 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I'm back in another episode, man. If you missed last week's episode, make sure you check it out. Uh, me and my guy, Bink, we had uh, quite a few things to talk about, man, including our new segment that we're going to be talking about until NFL season kicks off. And that's going to be, you know, we're going to be ranking each position group in the uh, National Football League. So last week we did quarterbacks, tonight we're going to do running backs. We're going to also talk um, NBA free agency. That's been a crazy roller coaster. So we're just going to get right into it, man. But before we uh, before we start, man, I got to introduce my guy. I promised him he'll be on uh, for at least the next month. And that's what we're going to continue to do. So uh, my guy, Bink, man, welcome back, man. The 15-year-old phenom. What's good? Um... Everything's good. Um, USA just won gold. Yeah. Um, I got to see my Cowboys play in the Hall of Fame game. Granted, we took an L, but that don't really matter that much. That's preseason. Um, I'm excited to get into today's episode. For sure, for sure, man. So let's go ahead and get right into it, man. Let's talk free agency. I want to start. I want to start. I feel like there's a bunch of teams that we could go to to start. I think it's between two teams that we could go to. I think I, I, I would say even three. But we could start the three teams I'm thinking of is Bulls, Heat, and Lakers. I was thinking the Bulls and Lakers. So, uh, he had a solid free agency. Let's let's start with the Bulls, man. Uh they acquired Lonzo Ball, uh, Alex Caruso to pair along with Vucevic and um and uh Zach Levine. They also picked up DeMar DeRozan. Did you hear the story about how they picked up DeMar DeRozan? No, nah, I didn't hear it. He was going to meet with LA and then they're oh, yeah, I did see that. I did see yeah, that. Yeah, their GM got on a private jet to meet up with him and then he just signed a contract. Yeah, I did see that. I, I lied. I forgot. Um, I kind of it was like one of those things that I glanced at. But uh let's talk about the Bulls, man. I like their acquisitions. Um, what did you make of their free agency? Obviously, like we sort of knew like they would be involved with Lonzo Ball. Like that's been like Lonzo Ball's been rumored to them for quite a few years now, that's and it finally came, yeah, it finally came into fruition. But they were like extra aggressive at the deadline. What do you make of their moves, man? Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Demar Derozan. What do you make of those moves? So Zach Levine's arguably a top twenty player in the NBA, and I, I, I wouldn't even say arguably. He's definitely top twenty. And his free agency is looming around next year. They're going to do whatever they need to do to keep Lonzo Ball, Jesus, to keep Zach Levine in Chicago. So they're trying to make moves to win now. It might not guarantee them a championship, but that's not what matters. And they have been bad no, for it's so not long. Might. It's not going to guarantee them a championship. They have been so bad for so many years. So they just need to get some sort of success. And then maybe a big free agent might want to come along. So well, I think this, this move is. They just, have to do that, though, after this. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what space they got to do after that, but we'll see, man. Overall, me personally, I like the moves. Um, it just it sort of sort of makes them not not even sort of it makes them relevant again. Um, we've known Zach Levine has been a, a rising star in the league. Uh, Vucevic is for a long time was like the best kept secret in the NBA. Um, Demar Derozan is a proven All Star. He's been in you know a lot of playoff games, and I think I think that's the right veteran for a guy like Zach Levine. Um, they kind of, not going to say kind of, but, you know, early in his, early in his career, DeMar DeRozan was like an above the rim type of guy, um, you know, you know, very athletic as well. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he'll be good um, for Zach Levine. Also, uh, him and Vucevic were teammates at USC. So that's cool. 
And, you know, they pick up Lonzo Ball, man. It's a, it's a point guard. Obviously, I love Lonzo. I don't mm-hmm. even have to get into that. But this is a guy who's improved year in and year out. You know, the only knock on him was shooting. And now he's, percentage-wise, he was one of the best uh, three-point shooters last year. Um, God can really shoot it. He had a career-high eight threes in one game. God can shoot it. Um, obviously, we know he can defend. Obviously, we know he can pass. I think I think Lonzo Ball is like the perfect point guard for any team, to be honest with you. Yeah, he would have fit well especially with whatever one, team you're going to. He would have fit well with them. Yeah, especially for this one, though, because you got three players who like to score the ball. Levine, mm-hmm. DeRozan, as well as Vucevic. So, and he's not going to take away shots from them. Yeah, and he's definitely not going to take away shots from them. Uh, so I, I do like the move. I do like those, those moves. There's one thing I want to say, and is that people are saying that the DeMar DeRozan contract is a bad contract. But at this point, I'm like, if DeMar DeRozan, by year three of his deal, shows that he's slowing down, they could trade him. There's no such thing as an untradeable contract. We just saw John Wall, Kimball Walker, Russell Westbrook, Al Horford, all these big contracts. Chris Paul's some contract even, was viewed as untradeable, too. Yeah, some some of these contracts, Chris Paul, yeah, like you said, some of these contracts just been moved in, in back-to-back years. It's no such thing as an untradeable contract in the NBA at this point. It's really not, bro. I don't know. Rudy Gobert contract might be untradeable one day, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe Jimmy Butler's thirty-seven. But to your point, yeah, that too. But to your point, at least recently, like these contracts that we thought were untradeable have been tradable. You know, the right team's willing to take on the player. You know, obviously, you know, the incentive is giving them draft picks. But yeah, man, it can happen. Mm-hmm. It can be done. Uh, let's move on to the Lakers, man. My favorite team, obviously. Uh, they really kicked things off. I mean, I wouldn't say their free agency was amazing, but like obviously, like I, I kind of add Russell Westbrook as a part of their free agency. Like it, it it's I, yeah. I'm just added as one of their acquisitions because that's obviously what it is. It's obviously not free agency, but we talked about last week, and I talked about on the previous episode, episode number one seventy at the beginning of it. I said I want to see how they fill the roster out, and what do they do? They went out and filled the roster out with guys that not only I wanted, but guys that it made sense. And like people were saying, it's not going to work. I'm like, well, we'll see how the roster fills out. They ended up filling it out with Carmelo Anthony, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, who I didn't think we could get. Um, I didn't think I didn't think Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn were were even possible. If you want me to be honest with you, I didn't think those guys were possible. I wonder who gave Kendrick Nunn the other offer because they said he turned down an offer which was more money and a player option. I believe it. I wonder I wanted to probably a bad team. Yeah. But um Dwight Howard, um, he wants to run it back. It's obviously it's gonna be his third stand with the Lakers. Crazy. You didn't even mention your boy Trevor Ariza yet. I was gonna get there, man. We got Trevor Ariza, um, former NBA champion with the Lakers back in two thousand and nine. Kent Bazemore is gonna be his second stint with the Lakers. I just like am I missing anybody? Did you say Wayne Allenson? I said Wayne Allen. He was one of the first guys I said. Yeah, I don't think you missing anybody else. I think they got like three roster spots open. So we'll see what they do with the other ones. I know they were in on the Andre Guadalla sweepstakes. Um, he elected to go back to Golden State. But um, I mean, there's still some players out there. I wouldn't say no big names or nothing, but there's still some people out there. But uh, what did you think about the Lakers free agency? They did exactly what they needed to do. <laughs> they got shooters. Um, they, that's what they needed. They needed shooters. They got You got yourself a Mello who might even be playing less minutes than he was playing in Portland. And I don't like the people who say Melo is just chasing rings. He played on a minimum contract last year in Portland. Well, what do you want him to do? Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Ariza's 3D. Wayne Ellington shot 40% from three last season or somewhere around that. Malik Monk is a good shot, shot creator. Last year. Yeah. 
Malik Monk's a good shot creator. Kendrick Nunn could be solo off the bench, and he could also provide some more playmaking if Russell Westbrook and LeBron James both happen to be sitting at the same time. Um, also, y'all signed Dwight Howard. He was good. He could be good defensively. Better than um, Andre Drummond and Montrezl Harrell. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, he'll be way better than both of them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think I think I hit it. I think they hit the I hit the nail on the head on everybody. I think that's that's all. Yeah, I think they did a good job. Obviously, this is the oldest roster in league history, but to me, to me, I just think that this is a team that's just trying to get to the playoffs. Like Russell Westbrook, he doesn't take nights off. You know, LeBron James and AD they do, but Russell Westbrook's never gonna take a take a night off. He'll be hurt, and you'll just be like, dang, he's just playing bad. He's starting to rest, and then a month later, he. He's dropping 40-point triple-doubles and averaging like 35, 15, and 16. And you're just like, wait, so what was going on the last one? Right. And then you got the youth of Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn. I think the Lakers are going to afford to – they're going to be able to afford to sit one of the big three um, probably like once a week. Like they're going to be able to take a game off or so. I, I, I genuinely think they're just trying to get through the regular season. And Russell Westbrook definitely fits the bill to do that. But – I like the roster. Definitely want to see how things work. Uh, Frank Vogel also got an extension. Um, I want to. I just want to see how he, he he makes this thing work. But uh, it should be a lot of fun to watch. Let's move on to the like, Heat. Go ahead. I feel like depth is overrated in the playoffs, but when it comes the to regular season play, you need depth. You need depth in the regular season just to get through it. Yeah, it's extremely overrated uh, in the playoffs because you're cutting that rotation to eight, nine guys max. So. Like we I saw mean, the Bucks, we saw the Bucks go uh, run eight guys in, uh, in the finals. Yeah, the team with no depth last year, the Boston Celtics really struggled once they hit guy guy with injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. But let's move on. Let's talk about the Heat, man. They made a couple of moves. A couple of moves that me and you didn't personally like, and it did uh, acquire Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade. Um, it did uh, also acquire PJ Tucker, Marquise Morris. Um. I'll give Jimmy Butler an extension. And is that it? Uh, yeah, they re-signed a guy who's sitting on their bench. That's it. Okay. So, what did you make of this heat? Um, what did you oh, they re-signed Duncan Robinson. That's what we did. Oh, that's right. Duncan five Robinson. years, 90 million. Five years, 90 million, yeah. Uh, so, what did you make of uh, their, their, um, their uh, free agency? I spoke about it. What was that? Was that even last last? Yeah, last week. I spoke about it last week. I don't think they should have re-signed Jimmy Butler to that extension. I was saying that even before they did it and when they did it, I'm still going to say the same thing. Like I said, but there's no such thing as an untradeable contract. So when he gets to that age 36 year, age 37 year, whatever year it is where he's making $50 million, he's not going to be worth that. We all know that. And Jimmy Butler is a guy who relies a lot on, to be quite honest, just willpower in his body. And Bodies break down in the NBA. I mean, if you're not, if your name isn't LeBron, your body's gonna break down. Basically, is what and we've even seen LeBron's body break down. The last yeah, years. Yeah, but um, but for the now, is it's a good thing that they got Kyle Lowry. They stole PJ Tucker away from the Bucks. Um, I think that's really, I think that's bigger than people are making it seem. Um, they got Duncan Robinson, and for for a lot of the playoffs last year, Bam wasn't looking to shoot. Jimmy Butler was looking bad. So they're just running Duncan Robinson off screens like he was Steph Curry, and <laughs> that didn't work. But now you got Kyle Lowry, a guy who could move the ball, got create his own shot. He can do it all, and I think for the short term it's a good move, but for the long term it's not so great. I like it. I like the Heat. I, I like what they did just for the simple fact, like they maybe have overspent on a couple of guys, but it's like 
those players are like heat culture type of dudes. Like I felt like Jimmy Butler, like he 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 was like the only person that would call people out. But like I could see PJ Tucker calling someone out or Kyle Lowry calling someone out or getting in someone's face. And uh, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler are also good friends. Uh, Marquis mm-hmm. Morris, he he's you know the Morris twins. There's some feisty guys. They 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 needed that. They needed that. So I I think it'll help. Um, obviously I still don't think nobody's messing with Brooklyn, but also getting a full off season will help. For sure, for sure, man. Let's move, the Lakers. let's move. Is there any more? Who else impressed you in free agency? Um, I'm trying to think. Nothing really happened. It was just a lot of resigning. I mean, Kelly Oubre signed with the Hornets. It was hella resigning. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Oubre signed with the Hornets. Javel McGee to the Suns. I can't really. Think I like that pickup like for the Suns. I'm not gonna lie. Jared Allen resigned. Yeah, Jared Allen got a big money contract. Did you see how that JaVale McGee thing kind of came into fruition? Yeah, I saw Chris Paul was very intrigued by the like six or seven minutes of play that he had at the end of one yeah, of the Suns. It, it was a game three blowout game. The Suns were smacking the Nuggets. And JaVale McGee came in for the Nuggets. And he was playing like it was a close game. And they, they had talked a little bit after the game. And that ultimately got got him to come to Phoenix, which I thought was a good pickup because um their backup was uh, Dario Saric who went down, but he's not yeah, really he a might, tough guy. He might miss the whole season next year too. Yeah, and that too. So, like, he's not really a tough. I'm guy. not relying on Frank Kaminsky for sure. So I like Javale McGee. A lot of people hate on him. I know, like my dad's not really a Javale McGee guy because my dad kind of holds like players who got drafted by the Wizards in the early 2000s, kind of holds that against them, but I mean, the Wizards were like a goofy team back then, like Gilbert Arenas, he look at them, but you know, like, JaVale McGee is definitely matured as a player, um, he's a three-time NBA champion, so you know, you gotta respect him, and he's also an Olympic gold medalist now, but I like like that pickup for the um, we, we didn't mention the Chris Paul resigning, and the number, I know it looks big, but the third year is partially guaranteed. He's only guaranteed $15 million that year. And know. the fourth year is a team option. So it's really only, it's basically only a two-year deal. So it's kind of a team-friendly deal in a sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that deal then. I like that deal. Oh, also for the Wizards, obviously, um, they, you know, people, you know, a lot of people have been kind of like brutal and like, I kind of like the Wizards offseason. I'm, I'm not a huge Spencer Dinwiddie guy, but I was telling you the other day on the phone, like that Russell Westbrook trade, they weren't probably going to get a package. They back. got a lot. They, they got, got a lot. When you think about it, they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna get that back next year or something or mid season. And yeah. if you really talk, if you really ask me on paper, this team this year might be better than their team last year. They have way more depth and they have way more guys that I can actually trust being on the floor. Yeah, because like, I mean, last year they had guys like Garrison Matthews and Jerome yeah. Robinson like starting games. Mm-hmm. Starting, they, they games. played Isaac Bonga for a minute too. Yeah, like they had a lot of guys. It's like, bro, these guys are borderline G League dudes, and they had they even had a couple of guys get hurt, like Thomas Bryant and Denny Avdia. So they get those two guys back. Denny might, um, Denny might miss the start of the season. It, I think he's definitely gonna miss the start, but they're gonna get you know those guys back at some point. It's a solid roster, man. Thomas Bryant, Denny. You know, I wonder which one is going to start for them between Thomas Bryant and Daniel Gaffer because I'm pretty sure Montrezl Hale is going to be co- cool coming off the bench. So. Damn, that's... That's... Ayo. I'm not going to lie, bro. 
I would start Gafford. That's a, that's a good like three headed center snake. That's not. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm not like, gonna lie. That's pretty. They got good. some good wing players too. They got Hachimura. You got KCP. Um, Kuzma could give you some good minutes from time to time. They drafted Kispert. They got Kispert. I forgot about him. I didn't even mention Denny Avdia. Yeah, they, I, I, like, I like their team, bro. They got Dinwiddie and Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday is not a bad player whatsoever. He's, he's I want him pretty good. He, he actually, I think the Wizards traded for him because he used to cook the Wizards uh, <laughs> in some of those Pacers games. Like, for real. Like, real life, to be honest, bro. He used to cook them. But, yeah, I like the Wizards, man. I'm glad we touched, touched bases on them because, you know, obviously that's the local team. So, we definitely got to talk about it. But like you said, it was just a bunch of re-signings for real, for real. Uh, and I'm talking about my Celtics. Patty Mills went to Brooklyn. And yeah, you could talk about the Celtics real quick. I, I don't know what I don't know what to make of it yet because we're still in talks with Dennis Schroeder. And if we get Dennis Schroeder, I hope we could I hope we could give him a one year proven deal. Oh for nine. I hope we could give him a one year proven deal. I don't want to sign Dennis Schroeder long term, but I'll be cool with him for one year. Um he'll probably start with Smart. In the backcourt together, that's a really good defensive backcourt. I think he's going to have to take a one-year deal because the market's kind of getting dry. Like yeah. teams are pretty much out of cap space. He's gonna, it's gonna end up being a one-year deal or something like that, or one, one plus one type of deal. It's, it's, it's gonna come down to that, man. So, but I, I really like, I, I kind of, I like the Josh Richardson trade. Mm-hmm. Um, we got in his cancer. He could be a third center just in case Robert Williams get hurt or Al Horford gets hurt. Um, Josh Richardson will really be rocking out off that bench because there's, besides my guy Payton Pritchard, nobody up there is getting buckets. Nobody up there is getting buckets. Everybody else is just primarily catch and shoot guys that can play a little defense. We needed Josh Richardson because he can come be a bucket off the bench, presiders with some bench scoring. Um, Ennis Cantor could do the same. Um, Al Horford could honestly do the same. Like, we, I, I don't know if this team, no, nah, I'm going to say this team is definitely better than it was last year. I but think- that, I think it's more also versatile. might come with injuries too. I think it's more versatile and um, just more well-rounded. Like you guys got role players that really complement the stars. Yeah, so I hope we do sign Dennis Schroeder, but only on like a one-year deal. Yeah, no, nothing be, longer than that. That'd be that'd be a nice pickup, bro. To be honest with you, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, is that it? Do we hit everything in free agency? I feel like, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Kawhi resigned. Like you said, I'm surprised Larry Markin is still a free agent. I thought there would be more of a market. He's still available. He's still available, man. But let's move on, bro. Let's talk about the the segment that we've been introducing, and that's going to be our top twenty players at each position. Um, Next week, we're going to do we're going to do receivers and tight ends. There's no point of you know wasting the episode. Very excited for receivers. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, but let's get into these running backs, man. Bink, let's start with your honorable mentions. Honorable mention goes to Cam Akers and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, make sure make sure you got the right number this time. I'm trying to make sure, bro, because y'all know what happened to me last week. Yeah, honorable mention goes to Cam Akers. I got, and I, got, I, got, I got my list. All right. All right. You got Melvin a honorable Gordon, mention. Melvin Gordon's actually on my list, by the way. Yeah, he could he could be on your list, but there's a guy I have on my list that I could easily take off. So Okay, my honorable mentions, I got four. Um my honorable mentions. Actually, this guy's borderline list, bro. Oh my god. Hmm. No, I got I might gotta throw this dude on the list, bro. 
but I hope it's like who am I taking off? It's a lot of it's a lot of good running backs in the NFL. It's a lot of backs in the same tier. Yeah. Uh so my honorable mentions include I actually got five now. Kenyon Drake, David Montgomery, James mm-hmm. Robinson, Cam Akers, and I'm gonna add Miles Gaskin to my honorable mention. Oh, honorable mention Miles Gaskin. I don't have him on my honorable mention, but I know I definitely would have gave him one if I was thinking about him. Yeah, I just thought about him just now. But let's hop into it, man. Number 20, who you got? Number 20, I have the rookie out of Pittsburgh, Najee Harris. He can do it all. Um, I just want to see some uh, For people listening, I don't have any rookie running backs on my list. Oh, yeah. This is the only rookie running back I have on my list. Oh, yeah. Also, honorable mention to Javante Williams. That's my guy. Um, but, yeah, Najee Harris, um, he can do it all. He He's a really good runner. He can. He's really athletic. He can catch. He can, he can literally do it all. I think he can enter that like 15 to 10 range next year after we get a full year of work from him. Um, but yeah, for now, I just set him at number 20. Shouts out to Najee Harris, man. He'll be, I'll just go ahead and add him to another honorable mention. Number 20, I have Ronald Jones running back from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's actually pretty solid last year. Um, you know, obviously Tom Brady comes to your team. Offense is pretty different, but yeah, like, the 98 yard pretty good last year. So I got Ronald I like Jones. I got Rojo as my number 20 running back. All right, number 19, I have New England Patriots running back Damian Harris. He averaged five yards a pop last year. The only problem is he can't stay on the field. (laughs) He played 10 games last year. He had 137 carries for 691 yards and a couple touchdowns onto that. Um, He's really good. Like, the Patriots have a really good offensive line, and he can really work behind it. He's, he's He's like sneaky fast. He's athletic. He can catch. He can do it all, too. I like that. I like that. Um, he's not on my list, but definitely, definitely a solid running back, man. Just got to stay healthy. Um, at number nineteen on my list, I have J.K. Dobbins. Um, for people that know me, they know I'm a huge J.K. Dobbins fan. I know Bink has him on his list, but a little bit higher. But I like him, man. I like. I think he can. I think he have a breakout year this year. Um, you know, when he got drafted last year, I said the writing is on the wall for Mark Ingram. We even saw Mark Ingram, you know, getting limited to none to, to no touches at all in some games. I think J.K. Dobbins can potentially take that Ravens backfield along with Gus Edwards, just make a nice one-two punch this year, and that just be the end of it. But I got J.K. Dobbins at number 19. At we're at number 18. At number 18, I have James Robinson. Running back of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hugh Adam has an honorable mention. Anytime you can rush for a thousand yards and get seven touchdowns behind the Jaguars offensive line at all offensive lines, you are really, really good at what you do. That's a good point. That's a good point, man. Um at 18 for me, I have Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, he his rookie year was kind of like inconsistent. Yeah, he but, started off really, really good. Yeah, he started off good, then he kind of like synced, and then he kind of I it was a weird rookie year. But I got him on my list, man. I'm expecting better things from him in year two. So number 18, I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Number 17, I'm hesitant to have him on his list, and it's Jonathan Taylor. Um, he he also had a very inconsistent rookie year, but when he was bad, he looked very bad. But then the competition eased up. Um, he got used to being in the NFL more, and he put on a spectacular second half of the year. Um, yeah. He, he was doing it all. He rushed for 200 yards against Jacksonville final week of the season. Um, he's fast. He can catch. He can do it all. <laughs> that's that. You're going to hear that me say that a lot about these running backs because that's what a lot of them can do. They can all do it all. But, um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor comes in at number 17. For sure. I'm um, at number 17. I have Melvin Gordon. 
Uh, he's always been a solid back, man. Always been a good back. Uh, was good last year for the Broncos. Uh, kind of one of their lone bright spots on offense. Wasn't a lot of brightness on the, on the uh, Broncos offense last year. But I got Melvin Gordon at number 17. All right. Um, I just realized I made the mistake. Oh, last week. Najee Harris is one of my honorable mentions. Okay. So. So your 20th is who? Damian Harris. Okay. 20 is Damian Harris, 19 James Robinson, 18 Jonathan Taylor, and now we're at 17. My 17 is Miles Sanders, running back at the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, He's on my list, actually, just a little bit higher. His touches are just very inconsistent, and I don't know if that's a thing for him or that's just the bad Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff, but his touches are very inconsistent. I can't really gauge him because he has high yards per carry, but like they all come on like three different runs this season. So just like, yeah, he can break tackles. He's fast. He's elusive. He can catch. So yeah, I have him at 17. 17. I have Antonio Gibson running back for the Washington football team. Um, this is a One guy. Who, sleepers last year. That was. Uh, this is a guy who was pretty new. And if if you're watching and you see me keep looking up and watching the Hall of Fame um, ceremony. But number 17, I got Antonio Gibson, a second year back uh, for the Washington football team. Had a really good rookie year, man, uh, in spots. Um, he just, he's pretty new to the running back position, man. You know, he, he went and played at Memphis. Um, you know, they were, and he he didn't really run the ball to like his last year at Memphis. Um, so he's still pretty new to the position, but I like, you know, what he can bring. He's like one of those new age backs. You know, you hear Bing talking about he can run, he can catch. Um, that's what Antonio Gibson is, you know, the, the new age prototypical running back. Uh, so I like Gibson. I got him at number 17. Mike, I got a question. What? You know another running back that went to Memphis? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. All right. Um, number 16, I have David Montgomery running back for the Chicago Bears. You had him as an honorable mention. I have him on my list. Um, he's not the fastest running back, but he definitely breaks tackles. Um, he could break a break run if he needs to, though. Um, he had a very, very, very good second half of the year, just like Jonathan Taylor. When the competition eased up, he played better. Um, but I think that's just a flash of things to come. I think I really like him and Tariq Cohen in Chicago's back. For like, sure, kind of like a for sure. Uh, real quick, man, I wanted to shout out. Uh, we're recording Saturday, August 7th in the evening. Uh, but this that is also the co-producer occurring to Pop B. Jones' birthday. So I wanted to shout him out real quick, man. Happy birthday to the co-producer, B. Jones, man. Obviously, uh, the show is nothing without you, my guy. Um, cheers to 26. Um, let's move on, man. I got, where we at, 16? Yep. 16, yeah, I had Jonathan Taylor. You had him on your list as well. Um, I was high on Jonathan Taylor coming out of Wisconsin. Guy would look like the most NFL-ready back. Um, guy's a beast, man. I know, like you said, uh, he had like a, an inconsistent year, um, but second half was amazing. But I think the second half is what you can, can get accustomed to when you look at Jonathan Taylor, man. So shout out to Jonathan Taylor. I got him on my list at number 16. It's so many good running backs. It is. At number 15, I have Chris Carson. Um, mm, I got him a little higher. My problem with him is that he just can't stay on the field at all. Like, he's missed games every single year of his career. Um, something that I feel like people don't know about him is that he also has a fumbling problem, like another running back I'm going to get to in a minute. But, um, yeah, he has a fumbling problem. He's not the fastest running back. He can break a lot of tackles. He can get you the tough, nitty-gritty yards that you would need. 
Okay. And what number was that? That was 15. Still trying to make sure I got my stuff in order. Um, 15. Okay, 15 for me is Miles Sanders. Uh, you had him on your list as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, I really don't know what the Eagles were doing last year. I think he got banged up too. Mm-hmm, um, he did. I, yeah, he had a really good game. I remember, I remember him disappointing a lot of people in fantasy, but I he's he's a good back, man. He's a I good. Was one of those people. I've seen flashes from him. Um, you know, I, I I just see I see flashes of him, and that's why I got him at number fifteen, right in the middle. At number fourteen, I have Josh Jacobs of the Oakland Oakland of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Jacobs, he's he's kind of like Chris Carson. I just think he's just a little bit more refined. They break tackles, get you the nitty gritty yards. They both can't really well. Chris Carson can catch, but they both can't really catch to a great level, and that's why I have them lower. Oh God, I think I messed my list up again. I think I did what you just did. Let me see. No, my list is right. I just messed up the numbers, I think. Yeah, yeah, because I had 20 Ronald Jones, 19 JK, 18 Clyde was a lair, 17 Melvin Gordon, 16 Gibson, 15 Jonathan Taylor. So we're on 14. Um, yes, okay. I just messed up the numbers. So 14 is Miles Sanders. Um, but my 13, you did 13? No, I just did 14. Go ahead and do 13. Did you do 14? Um, I just said it was Miles Sanders. I messed up. Oh, my 13 is Austin Eckler. Um, Eckler's fast. He's a really... This is where our starting to get really close to each other. Yeah. He's fast. He's a really, and I mean extremely, extremely good receiving back. He's probably the third best receiving back over under two guys we'll get to later. Um, Austin Eckler, my only problem with him is... He's never rushed for a thousand yards in a season. And some of that's because he can't stay healthy. Others because of the Chargers offensive line. But they have a really good offensive line, so I expect big things out of him this year. For sure. Um, my 13th is a guy who you just had as your 14th, and that's Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs, man. He's not necessarily the prototypical back in today's NFL, but he I mean he could catch a little bit, but you know, he's a hard-nosed runner. And he's he's gonna have to be the bright spot on the uh, Raiders offense. Outside of Derek Carr and Darren Waller, to be honest, bro. You remember um, when they ran a stretch with him on fourth and one? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know what John Gruden be doing sometimes, but I got Josh Jacobs in number 13. All right, and I'm going to say from 14 to 10 on my list, you can switch them in any order. This is just the order I have them in. And at number 12, I know you're not going to like this, and this is J.K. Dobbins running back in the Baltimore Ravens. Too high. Um, he averaged, I can't say no to him. He averaged six I yards know, a carry. I know he year. averaged a lot of yards. He averaged six yards a carry last year. And when he got the ball, he was hard to bring down. And like you say, I expect the breakout season out of him too. I expect this is probably where he'll rank next year on the list. But yeah, I have him here right now. So this is 12? Mm-hmm. Got Austin Eckler at 12. Um, Pretty much, I don't really want to echo everything that you just said, but I mean, guy's way better at receiving than he is running the football. He's not really, he's not a number one back to me, but I mean, he's put up the number, he's put up good numbers. So, 
I can't really take stuff away from him. I just like to see him rush for over a thousand yards. Um, with the extra game this year, he should be able to do so if he remains healthy. But I got Austin Eckler at twelve. At number eleven, you're not gonna like to see it. I have Mr. Ezekiel Elliott of my Dallas Cowboys. I don't like that either. I got him a few spots higher, but you can go ahead. Now, with Zeke, he's not really, the more and more I look at it, he's not really elite at anything. He doesn't have elite speed. He He's not elite at breaking tackles. He definitely does not have elite ball security. He's not elite at catching the ball. He's not a leader at anything. He's very good at most things. I was just going to say he's good at everything. He's kind of, he's just one of those backs that's good at everything. Yeah, he's very good at most things, but he's not a leader at everything. And plus the ball security issues cause him to drop this far. Respect it. This is 11? Yes. Number 11, I have Kareem Hunt from the Cleveland Browns. Um, Honestly, he could be a lot higher, bro, but his career just kind of changed out, obviously, off the off the field issues. And you know, he's a number, he's the second back, but I wouldn't really say he's like the number two, because it's like he could start on any other team. Yeah, he gets he gets in a lot of work. Um, so I like Kareem Hunt. Um, I got him here at number eleven, man. He's good at uh receiving the ball, good at um good at running. Um he's tough to bring down. I like Kareem Hunt, man. I got him at number eleven. At number 10, now y'all really probably going to think I'm crazy for this one. This is my guy. I just hate the team he fell to. It is Antonio Gibson. And Hear that? I know y'all Washington football team fans going to like that, man. Gibson at 10. Just like Ezekiel Elliott, he does everything very good. And he's just he's just better at holding on to the football. And that's why I have him higher. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, number 10, I got somebody you had on your list earlier. And I got uh, Chris Carson at number 10. Um, the health thing I do get, but when he's on the field, bro, he's he's productive. He's 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 really good, bro. He's as good as it gets. His numbers are up there. Obviously, doesn't have the same you know breakaway speed, you know the elusiveness as other guys, but Rose a workhorse. Uh, so he he definitely earned it. He I got him at number ten. At what are we at? Oh, uh, we're at number nine. I have a guy you talked about a little bit earlier, and that's Kareem Hunt. Like you said, if he wasn't a number two back, he probably would be ranked a lot higher. Like he, I could see him even cracking the top five because he can do it all. Literally, he can do everything. I don't know. It's no difference between him and Aaron Jones, to be honest. Yeah, it really isn't. It's just that Aaron Jones is the number one. Mm -hmm. And, well, that is Kareem's fault, but it's not Kareem's fault that he has Nick Chubb on the scene. I mean, and that's the only knock on him, and that's why he's at number nine. He's very, very good. Uh, number nine, I got my man number one targets. I ain't talking Joe Mixon. I got him at nine. I'm, I'm, I really like Joe Mixon, bro. The only thing with him, man, is his health, bro. It's, that's, it's really it. But, bro, he's tough. He catches the ball. He breaks tackles. Uh, the only thing he doesn't have is speed, elite speed. But, but Joe Mixon is definitely worthy of being in the top ten. I got him. And I know you got him there. That's probably he's number eight. He's my little next number. I'm not I'm not gonna echo what you said, but um I know I've been saying this for the past three years, but this year Joe Mixon will break out and I will pick him in fantasy and be disappointed. <laughs> I, I'll do it again. I'll keep doing it until it happens. All right. Uh number eight, I got Ezekiel Elliott. Um I've always been a I've always been a Zeke fan. You know, when I had my hair growing out, people say I look like him. Um I just always liked him, bro. I don't know. Something, I, I don't know if it's because he looked like me. I don't know if it's because he went to Ohio State. 
might be a personal bias, bro, but let's not forget, bro. It was, hey, literally after Zeke's rookie year, man, people were saying he's the top five back. Mm-hmm. They were saying it's him, Le'Veon Bell. It was all types of crazy stuff, bro. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Le'Veon <laughs> Bell's not even going to touch our honorable mention list in like four or five years ago. Him, or, him and Todd Gurley not touching the honorable oh mention list. Oh, my God. It changes fast, bro. It changes fast. But I got Ezekiel Elliott at number eight, man. I like Zeke. I think he'll have a bounce back year. I think the Cowboys in general, their whole team is improving most this year. So, um, obviously, I'm going to talk about that later. But um, I think you guys can kind of connect the dots, man. I think the Cowboys are in for a proven year. Um, yeah, so I got Zeke at number eight. Um, We are at number seven. And number seven, I have Aaron Jones. I feel like you can't put him any higher. You can't put him any lower. Um, Aaron Jones, he's just solid. He's solid. He has elite speed. That's that's probably what he has over three months. He has elite speed. But he can break tackles. He's a physical runner. He can do it all. Got nothing else to add to that because Aaron Jones is my number seven running back. I feel like every list I see Aaron Jones is at seven. <laughs> he's never higher. He's never lower. And going into the had him higher. Going into the top six. These are, I believe, the six elite backs in the NFL. And at number six, and this is strictly health reasons, it's Saquon Barkley. It's my number six, too. It's like he possesses everything. He can be number one if he could just put two consistent seasons out. Yeah. <laughs> he He's literally elite at everything. I got nothing really to add to that. I like, I've always been a Saquon guy. Guy's a, a freaking freak of nature. Um, I, 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 I think he'll have a bounce back year too. Um, so yeah, shout out to Saquon. I got him at number six as well. It just sucks that his offensive line is horrible. Unfortunately. And at number five, I have Alvin Kamara, a guy who I think is in for big things this year. Oh, um, make that bank. At number five, yeah, I have Alvin Kamara. Um, he's not really as good as a runner as any of these guys in the top six, but he is probably the second best receiver out of any of these guys in the top six. Um, he breaks a lot of tackles. He's good after he gets the ball in his hands. But yeah. Uh, number five, I have Nick Chubb. Um, I like what he put on tape last year. I really do. Cause Nick Chubb was a guy I always slept on. Like, I would think I would think you're crazy. Like, like before before last year, if you told me the top ten back, I kind of thought you were crazy. Or uh, would look at you a little funny. But I wouldn't necessarily argue with you. But now I look at him, I'm like, wow, he's clearly a top five back. It's not even up for debate. Um, he can run you over. He can run away from you. He has some breakaway speed now. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I really don't know where that came from. I don't know where it came from either. <laughs> but he can run right through you and past you now. Uh, Nick Chubb, definitely a top five back. Uh, Bink has him uh, higher, I'm sure, but I, I'm not mad at that. But Don't yeah. pick him in fantasy. He'll disappoint. I got Nick Chubb at number five. Um, I want to mention that my top five is interchangeable. I think you have to stick Saquon at six because of his injury history. But at number four, it is Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Dalvin Cook really had a coming out party last year. Like, yeah. I always thought he was good, but he was hurt. He I didn't know he was this good, though. Yeah, that's what I was about to get to. I did not know he was this good. Um, he is very, 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 very fast. Like, he... <laughs> besides Raheem Mostert, he might be the fastest back in the league. The bro's fast. 
he he can he can run right past. I didn't know he was that fast either. Like his, I I feel like his game speed is faster than like is like forty times. Like yeah, that's what it is when you watch him. Yeah, but I got him at number four as well, so I don't have any oh. to that. Oh, so your top, top three. I know who your number three is. Your I know who your number three. Is. My number three is Nick Chubb. Like you said, he has breakaway speed. He can run through you. If you want him to, he can catch, but he doesn't need to do that since he has Kareem Hunt. For so. sure. Yeah, uh, my number three is Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Um, I was fighting if I wanted him between two and three, but I didn't want to disrespect uh, my number two. Um, so I got Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's really he's really grown. I, I like him ever since his rookie year. It's like. He doesn't run at full speed. <laughs> Yo, if you ever watch Alvin Kamara, bro, he don't be running at full speed. That he Packers game? Like a 50-yard game. Like, it's crazy. It's like he was just stutter-stepping, and yeah. he was just gone. Like I, I just like his game, bro. I, he's got the on-field swag. Obviously, it has nothing to do with my rankings, but he got the – he brought the turf tape back to the NFL. Um, guy rocks the quality control chain. Guy rocks the grill. He got the nose ring. I love Alvin Kamara, bro. I wouldn't even be mad at anybody if they had him at number one. To be honest, bro, he's he's so valuable to a team. He's so valuable to the Saints. Like, I don't know what the. I when I think of the oh. Saints, I think of him. To be honest, like, it used to be Drew Brees, but I look at the Saints, I think of him. They were hurt more. He was out for the first five weeks than Michael Thomas. Exactly. They were hurt way more. Um, at number two, I have Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. Um, he can do it all. And I know a lot of people are going to say, you have Saquon this low because he got hurt. So what about Christian McCaffrey? The difference is Saquon injury was a torn ACL. Christian McCaffrey's injury was a shoulder injury. That is not going to affect Christian McCaffrey. That honestly might affect Saquon Barkley next year. So... That's the difference between those two and the, those two injuries. Okay. Your number two is uh your number two is my number one. So uh my number two is Derrick Henry. I didn't want to disrespect him by not having him top two. Um, but I mean when you rush for two thousand yards, you gotta be a top two back. Um so two thousand makes him number two. Um if he could if he was like an elite receiver, like he'd be number one and number two would be like down here somewhere. But um obviously he can run over you. Um he's a tank, bro. You can't really tackle the guy. You can't tackle him one on one. Uh, uh so that got Derrick Henry at number two, man. Shout out to Mr. Two Thousand Yards. I think he could do it again this year. Yeah, I, I like this because I see something. You value receiving more running backs and I value actual rushing more running running backs because you have Christian McCaffrey at one and Alvin Kamara and two, two of the best receivers. And, well, the two best receiving running backs. And I have Derrick Henry at one and Nick Chubb at two. You could argue the two best pure runners in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I think, I think so, like, Saquon, a, 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 a healthy Saquon could be the best back in the league because he's top three. He's, just, sure. he's just as good as a pure runner as those two guys you just mentioned. And he can also – I'm not going to say he's Alvin Kamara. I'm not going to say he's he's Christian he's, McCaffrey, he's, Alvin Kamara, but he's not – He's better than Austin Eckley. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah. yeah but I do value receiving just because that's where the NFL is gone now. Mm -hmm. That's where it's gone. So I value that a little bit more just because that's what people – that's what teams are drafting. 
Like those 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 old bell cow backs are not going high in drafts no more. It's not. ETN went in the first round. Leonard Fournette was probably the last bell cow back to go that high. Yeah. ETN went in the first round last year. Well, the last draft. Last year, Clyde Edwards Lair was the first back taken. And he was probably the best receiver of the group. So, yeah, I see what you're going with. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Number one. Go yeah, ahead. my number one is Derrick Henry. Um, like you said, Mr. 2000. He can run through you. He can run around you. But he'll more than likely prefer to run through you. Um, I just like what he brings to the table. He is the whole entire Tennessee offense. Well, I'm not going to say the whole entire because there's another guy on that offense I really like. But, um, Here we go, dog. <laughs> he is pretty much the Tennessee offense. Um, he opens it up for a lot of different guys. He opens it up for Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown. Um, I guess he's going to open it up now for Julio Jones. They are going to be unguardable next year. And Derrick Henry is going to be the main factor in that. Gonna be scary, bro. I also forgot, like they're getting Taylor Luan back, who got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be big. Uh, but my number one is Christian McCaffrey. Um, obviously, the secret is out. Um, Bing kind of really hit the nail on the head. I value receiving a lot, and Christian McCaffrey, he would be a top thirty receiver. Him and Alvin Kamara would be top thirty receivers if, if they play receiver. And Christian McCaffrey's good. He's small. Obviously, he's not, you no, know, you know, real big, but. I like Christian Mc, bro. He gets it done, bro. I I just like him, bro. Like just you, bro. He's a beast. He's a freaking beast, and you can argue that he's the best back in football. And that's what I'm doing right now. I think you could argue out of any of the top six backs on the best back in football. Maybe not Nick Chubb, but any of the other ones. Yeah, I got Christian McCaffrey number one running back. Guy's a freaking beast. And. That's it, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. This is a nice little episode, me and my guy Bink. Uh, next week, hopefully, we have something else to talk about. Um, but we're going to definitely do wide receivers and tight ends. And But hopefully, we have something else to add to that. But, Speaking of wide receivers, did you hear the Michael Thomas news? He ignored the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. Uh, but yeah, man, we're going to be back with wide receivers and tight ends. That should take a little while, though. So there's two um groups but yeah we're gonna do that man and we're gonna be back next week hopefully you got something else to talk about uh, shout out to team usa for winning the gold today um team usa women won it yesterday so shout out to them well, no, i'm sorry yesterday and the day before uh but shout out to um uh, just the united states period man uh bank you got any closing thoughts any remarks the cowboys are winning the super bowl all right, yeah, that's enough. That's why I end this episode. Want to thank everybody for continue love and support me, host. I'm your guy Mike Curry, and I'm signing out. Peace.